Hi, my name is Craig Tim, and you are listening to the Craig Tim Podcast Show. I want to welcome every one of you today. Now, each time that we're meeting, I will be sharing with you God's message on living the Christian life. And during our sessions together, I will challenge you. Some will say that I will test you, I will encourage you, and I will inspire you to be all that you can be. We all have some doubts about our abilities from day to day, but I want to remind you that God is with us, and He will not let us fail. Let's get started and see what God has to say to us today. Folks, the title of our message today is The Discipline of Panic. Now, as we all know, today that we are in the midst of a global pandemic, a type of crisis that many of us have never had to experience in our lifetime. Now, the Lord gave me directions for this message from a simple daily devotional booklet that we have set up on our coffee table in the living room. This particular one was from March 15th. And the reflection of this passage happened to coincide with the recent proclamation for a day of prayer recently initiated by the President of the United States. He asked all believers to pray for our country and wisdom for our leaders in determining what is best for everyone as we try to minimize the impact of COVID-19. COVID-19 is the name of the coronavirus that is affecting our nation and others around the world during this time. Now, this particular devotional passage quoted on March 15th came from referencing Mark 10.32. And in this passage, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem with his disciples. As he was leading them, it says that they, the disciples, were astonished with him while the other people who were following in the group were said to be afraid. Afraid. Now, who were those other people? I believe they were commoners, so to say, going along with the disciples as part of the entourage who typically followed Jesus throughout his ministry. They were curious. They were infatuated by him. They were watchers of this special man, trying to understand who he really was. I feel these other people were a lot like us and what we're going through at this time. Just like those following Jesus back then, they did not totally understand what he was speaking about, especially when how this man spoke in parables and what seemed like riddles to them many times. These unknowns and misunderstandings caused them to be afraid. Now, there are many in our country and around the world with questions today about Jesus and also now about this virus thing going on. And we, we, we just don't have the answers in order to put all of our emotions and fears at bay. We have these fears because what I see is that we are not in control of our lives like we always want to be. Our fears are similar to those people that were walking with the disciples. And when we have these same emotions and feelings, it is easy for us to move into a panic mode. 
Now, in order for us to be disciplined and calm during these times, we must remember that God is in control of all things, good or bad, depending on how we take it. And he's even in control during these times of pandemonium, just like we are experiencing today. In the past month or so, this virus, which happened to start halfway around the world in China, has spiraled out of control from just an outbreak in the community, racing around the world to a global pandemic. Now, there are many countries implementing a state of emergency declaration to try and slow this thing down right now. There are so many people that are feeling stress and anxious and fear of the unknown, just as we've been talking about today already. And we are seeing mass hysteria of what many call panic buying. I'm sure you've seen it and you're all familiar with it right now. People are buying up paper products and the staples that we just use every day. A sort of hoarding process that has just become uncontrollable in the public stores. Now, as you know, everyone reacts to crisis and fears in very different ways. You and I will react in different ways. But in these uncertain times, how should we, as a congregational group of Christians, how should we respond Well, I'm glad that you've asked, because I want to take a few minutes with you and share some thoughts about how we can endure during these difficult times. This is a medical crisis we are living in currently, but with so many others living in fear around the world, it has also become a spiritual crisis too. Now, I want to ask you today, how can you make a difference in people's lives? We actually have an exclusive audience right in front of us now who need to know that panic is a waste of energy and a killer of life. Satan loves that we are in a state of confusion and fear right now. No one else benefits more from this confusions and these fears than Satan himself. He is joyful. Unfortunately, he is joyful right now that we are in a mass confusion around the world, let alone in our own neighborhoods at the stores, for goodness sakes. Okay then, let's cover the most obvious steps first of what we can do. First and foremost is take care of yourself with attention to your personal hygiene. We all hear the doctors talking about that all the time. They say if society just did this, most illnesses would be avoided, including this crazy virus, this COVID-19, they call it. Now, I just have to be honest, folks. I, I have to be somewhat naive or ignorant because this is just a lifestyle our families practice from day one. Attention to personal hygiene. If you're sick, you stay home. You don't go to school. You don't go to work. And you don't really interact with anybody outside the home. And if you're out and about, you wash appropriately. I don't think it is really that hard. But they just keep pounding that. 
Are we a dirty people? Hmm. Thought for another time, possibly. Now, I know that this particular virus is more deadly to the older population and those with pre-existing health conditions. They say age, asthma, heart conditions, and other respiratory issues tend to have the most difficult time uh, overcoming this virus. But the doctors also say the same thing during the annual influenza season regarding those that might be more critically susceptible. It is all about prudence, being around others, and avoiding those who are ill. This should be no different than any other winter season when influenza runs rampant through, uh, through our society. Now, the next item I want to talk about is what we call panic buying. You don't buy excessive quantities of products that you don't really need just because you see others hoarding those items. This process has just accentuated the situation in our communities, and those truly in need cannot find goods that they count on to have on a weekly basis. For example, the other day, I stopped at the store for my father-in-law to pick up his medicine and a few items that he needed. Now, one thing in particular, excuse me, that he needed was toilet paper. And as you know, everybody wants toilet paper right now. Now, he only had a couple rolls left. So when I entered the store, I headed to the paper aisle to check. Not really expecting to see any because this product is a favorite hoarded item in all the stores today. I was somewhat surprised to find that there was one package remaining on the shelf, even though I should not have been surprised by it, because when I was walking in, I said a quick little prayer, and some of you may think this is kind of silly, but I said a quick little prayer that if nothing else was available on that shopping list, could there please be one package for him? Now, he's much older, and he's kind of a shut-in right now. He is not going anywhere, and so we do the grocery shopping for him. And there was that one package. Now, talk about panic buying, though. I was approached while I was in the store by three different people asking about my toilet paper pack that was in my basket. One lady even offered me $25 on the spot for that one package of six rolls. But then, you know, she'd have to go to the counter and pay another $7.99 to check out. Now, that is a lot of money for one package of six rolls of toilet paper. And as I figured that quickly, as a matter of fact, it's, it's a little over $5.50 per roll. That's pretty expensive. But when you're desperate... You're desperate. Another example that came to my attention when I heard about a heartbreaking situation a father had found himself in. He was shopping for a certain kind of formula for his infant daughter. And this reminded me of a very similar experience in my personal life. When our daughter was an infant, she had an intolerance issue and there was only one kind or brand, if you may, I guess, that she could tolerate. So when we shopped, I usually bought two cans of it because, well, you never know. And then I wouldn't have to go back quite so often. I never thought about stockpiling because I figured that if I needed it, others may need it too. 
Well, anyway, though, uh, by the time this story came out about this father, he had just collapsed to the floor, holding his daughter, sobbing, because he was at his fourth store that day, and every place he had stopped at, the store was out of this formula that he needed. Apparently, the community had now begun hoarding baby formula, along with many other home products that, of course, we've all heard about. And this is all because of the fears that have consumed them. I'm not sure of his outcome, but I surely hope for his sake that some store heard this story and they stepped up for him to provide that. You know, it's just not paper products anymore, folks. As we've been out and about these past few weeks, the soups are gone, the breads are gone, the milk is gone, the eggs are gone, the frozen vegetables are gone, the canned vegetables are gone. The instant stuff is gone. I mean, it is so hard to even shop for day to day. They almost force you to be a hoarder too just to keep up with them, even though that is not our normal life. We go to the store every couple of weeks and we have to compete with those hoarders every time we go to the store. It's very, very challenging, folks. Now back to our story. What can we do as Christians? Here we go. How about do not surrender to fears? Let me say again. Folks, do not surrender to fears. I happen to have a sermon about this topic, fears. And I will be sharing with you on another podcast at another time. So I'm not going to get into that full content today. But much of the world, especially here in America, people live in fear all the time. Always some kind of fear people are living through. And we as Christians, we look to the peace and the power of our God each day. And we need to be that living hope for others to see and not be fearful along with them. Because we proclaim to be people of faith, therefore we have a shared responsibility of representing him to the world amongst others who are consumed and surrounded with fears, especially in this season we're going through with this virus. Psalm 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I say to you, folks, do not live in fear. Do not surrender yourself to fears. Do not live in fear because... Now is the time more than ever for us to be the church. During this time of uncertainty and fear, Christians have a tremendous opportunity to be the light that others need to see in order for them to escape the darkness they are now trapped in. Just think what our communities would look like if the church, quote, were to step up and take the lead on giving. Showing compassion, 
and helping with community care. What a difference this country would be, starting in one community at a time. So if you want to make a difference, here you go. Be the church. John 13, 34, 35. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Colossians 3.12 Therefore, as God's chosen people, that's us Christians, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Folks, it's time to be the church. We can be the church with power of prayer. Pray for healing. Pray for those that are sick, whether with COVID-19 or any other type of illness. In James 5, 15, correction, James 5, 14 and 15, is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with an oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Oh, this is great, if you believe that. What about your unbelieving friends or colleagues and peers? This is how you can make a difference. Ask if you can pray for them, even as unbelievers. You will be surprised how many of them so sure, and they say something like, I'm open to anything to help me get through this panic attacks. I don't know what to do. They have just opened the door to their hearts for you. Pray for provision. Always remember to trust God for all of your needs, no matter what the situation is, because he says he will. And Paul writes in Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. We can pray for wisdom for those in authority. 1 Timothy 1. 1 and 2 says, I urge then, First of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for the kings, and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Folks, I encourage you to pray for those leaders over us in the city, the state, and the federal government that they have wisdom in these decisions they're having to make daily overseeing this country, especially during these times of this virus crisis. And they're trying to minimize the panic in people. Pray in unity with others without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This coronavirus, COVID-19, may affect our health for a time. It is dramatically affecting our economy today, and it's currently impacting our very livelihood. But we can rest in peace 
knowing that all of this disruption is just temporary. We serve a great God who is bigger and stronger than any sickness, darkness, and fear that the enemy tries to throw at us. Finally, while I was praying on the 15th during this day of prayer and praying over this message, I was taken to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm jumping to verse 5 to continue. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. In verse 9, if you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster No plague, no illness, no disaster will come near you, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. The theme of Psalm 91 seems to be God's protection is over us while we are in the midst of threats and fears and panics and keep putting other words in there that you're fearful of and you're anxious about and on and on and on. See, God is our shelter, a refuge, if you will, that whenever we feel afraid, he is our protector through all of our doubts, dangers, disproportions that we might feel in our lives. The good news is here, folks, is that we can trade all of our fears for faith in him, no matter what we fear or how intense we may feel. Whenever we feel distressed, and full of anxiety, panic tends to settle into our souls. And when we choose to be disciplined with our feelings of panic and decide to entrust ourselves to Christ and pledge our daily devotion to Him, He will keep us safe in all things. And then we can let our fears fall away like rocks tumbling down a mountainside. I want to thank you again for tuning in today to hear God's message. I know that these current days are very trying for all of us. And I pray that this message has allowed you to find the peace that you are searching for, knowing that it will be all right and you are safe with Christ. Now, if you don't know Christ as your Savior yet, isn't it about time that you find Him? As always, if you have comments prayer requests, questions about life, just email me at Craig Tim Podcast. That's T-I-M-M, Craig Tim Podcast, all one phrase, at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you just as soon as possible. And remember, folks, during these challenging times, stay safe, be prudent, don't panic, and do not fear. For God is with you always. Until next time, my friends, be a difference maker.